Welcome to a Service Please Snack. Today, we're with Meriel, founder of Club Mexicana, the vegan Mexican restaurants all across London. There was a real brand identity straight away that came in, um, and it was really, really fascinating. But at that time, you know, were you like the token vegan within Curb and yeah, things yeah, like that? Yeah. Like, how, how was that at that particular moment? No, I think we were. And I think, um, I mean, like, hats off to Curb. And I remember Petra at the time being like, this vegan thing, like, we, we need someone in. And, and it wasn't in a tokenistic way. It was like, she knew that there needed to be, like, diversification of, of what was pretty much meat in a bun in various forms. So I think she was excited about what we could bring. And then... You know, I wouldn't say everybody, even within Curb, was convinced. I think they still thought we were just like the funny little vegan ones. And then, um, and then putting us out on markets with people like you. And I think I remember seeing you guys before we started trading. And as with lots of other people in Granary Square, like your setup was like it was cool, but it was like it was really minimal. And like, and I really like that sort of style. Um, but every and everybody's was quite like that in their own way. So like the OSB board with like black on it. And then we were like, okay, so we need to stand out as being totally different to that. So let's go with this kind of like 80s tropical. There is literally Club Tropicana playing it. <laughs> <laughs> in our prep kitchen. We don't make them play that all the time. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we were like, let's go bright pink. Let's like go really colorful, you know, these sorts of colors in the background and, um, and then just, we just were like, let's, I suppose now I'd look at it from a design point of view and be like, it was kind of like, let's go for a maximal style, you know, like putting more and more into it, like pound shot flowers, like basically cover up any metal parts of the gazebo, any like exposed wood, that's not our style. Let's go like full colour and make ourselves look like this tropical oasis in the middle of Granary Square, in the middle of other traders with like bare wood and, you know, this kind of macho appeal. Um, because because that is we we would like to attract an audience who don't really want that they don't want like rough and ready burgers they want something more colourful like you know a bit lighter a bit more you know I think we we're just trying to showcase what the food was and actually we remember we pulled people in um, they hadn't even looked at the menu and by the time they'd got the food they were like oh my god is it vegan you're like yep okay bye thanks thanks to have your money thank you bye but you know that's kind of we sort of I guess we sort of tricked people in a way but yeah and I remember all the other traders looking at us thinking we were absolutely bonkers and it used to take us I'd say like an hour longer to set up because of all the like frilly little bits and our little like glittery tablecloth and you know, little, we put like little sunglasses and stuff, like tropical sunglasses. I bought all this crap off eBay and whatever. And then it would take us another like two hours to, t- to take everything back down again. And everyone's like, I don't understand why you do this. And it was kind of like, well, yeah, because we need to, because we, you know, we need to set ourselves apart. If we just, if we had just <coughs> rocked up and done a similar sort of minimal thing and just written like vegan in big capital letters, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have got any customers. That's very different now, but like, yeah. So that was that was why we did that. Yeah. And we did seem a bit bonkers and everybody thought we were mad, but Yeah. Well, I think that's why I alluded to, you know, the hanging of the things because I was like it, I I can remember being like, right, we're really time pressed. We need to like set up, get everything done. And I just see you doing this and I was like What's going on here? But I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. And I think you also just said, you know, uh, about meat in the bun. And it really was at the top of the food chain at that particular point. And I think there were just iterations of that. 
you know, like you and me have even just had the conversation right now. It was like to get into curb. You know, I can remember looking through the trailer list and being like, there's no one doing duck. So it's like, right, we need to do this and come up with a name for that. And it was just like, cause it would be meat in a bun. And then, you know, we were able to propel yeah. ourselves on there. And I think at that particular point, it was very, you could see a, a roadmap or a path to be able to go from your street food store into maybe a bricks and mortar or into pop-ups or into to that. And I'm intrigued, did it feel that there was that like, ascendance and path for you at that particular point or could you could you imagine or did you even envisage where it was going to go not really no um like i was i was really rubbish when people were like oh where do you see this where do you see this going where do you see this business going and like to be honest it really was at the very beginning an escape from my like job in advertising that i'd come to hate over the part the 10 years before and just really 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 wanting to do something in food and really really wanting to like showcase vegan food in London because I'd come back from Australia where like veganism was like just a it was kind of like a cool normal thing in the dining scene to back over here where like literally people were still laughing at me when I said I was vegan in a restaurant um so it was a bit of a weird thing where I had I did have a real like mission in my head that I wanted to like create great vegan food and show people that it was interesting and fun and, and exciting and could be just as good as like all the other food that was kind of happening in street food at the time. But I also never really had like a vision for it moving forwards. You know, we did a pop-up to start with and then that we got into Curb kind of off the back of that. The pop-up was super fun and like I did it um, with my wife actually every Saturday night in a cafe in Hackney and that felt like the biggest achievement at the time I was just like I just can't get any better than this this is great I'm loving it I'm really enjoying it yeah I never really it was it was I guess it was like and, and maybe this is the case for a lot of people in street food that you, you take every step every little mini step at a time and for, for me I, I always have to approach like life and work a bit like that because I get really out of faced otherwise <laughs> so it's like okay so now we've done a pop-up let's I really wanted to get into Curb because I saw that they were doing like really exciting food things I pestered and pestered and pestered Petra until we got a meeting with her and then we were able to go into her office and like cook some food and then once we were in Curb I was like okay we got one market a month or something or one market a week I mean this is like this is kind of 101 for like how it goes with curb and street food I think and then it's like right okay now we've got one a week with curb okay so now we want to get into street feast so like talk to street feast get like I got into some kind of like trader day that they were running through a back door lit not literally through a back door but like you know on the invite of somebody else who had been invited and then and then it was like I, I suppose it was just like right we need to build up into like doing as many street food events and markets as possible um, and then see what happens with that and then mm. I think you kind of get to a point where you're like um, okay so what am I doing next okay festivals that's a good one so let's do festivals let's do the biggest and best festivals and then after that it's like what's next and I think the difficult thing for, for me at, at the time was just it seemed ridiculous to think that we could have a restaurant and I was always quite shy or, or embarrassed to say like yeah that's what I want because it did seem crazy because there wasn't any other like 100% vegan restaurants that 
there was vegetarian restaurants like people like Mildred's and stuff who I think are now fully vegan but yeah they were vegetarian at the time but um, there wasn't anything fully vegan let alone something that was vegan and Mexican like sort of niche within a niche um, so I, I could see how veganism was snowballing and how like so many people kept on coming they're coming back saying how much they enjoyed it more people bringing friends people being like oh I'm trying to eat vegan like two or three times a week or I just love eating vegan for lunch and you know it's just this constant like constant sort of positive reinforcement and then literally like people's mums being like oh I try and give everybody a vegan meal like you know in my house and it just and suddenly it's like hang on this is getting really mainstream now um and then I think there was just obviously like some kind of tipping point where I was like yeah it, this this actually could be a thing um and actually I think we could you know everyone in street food always talked about bricks and mortar and you know that's the ultimate goal and there was a point where a lot of some people were thinking like actually I don't want bricks and mortar because it's quite like it sort of constrains you and you've got to you know pay rent and get all these staff and everything and I was a bit like yeah maybe that's maybe that's right and then I was like no actually I really I really enjoy that and I really enjoy growing growing a business and I remember seeing Zan from Bleekerberger talking about that and she was like yeah, there's a point at which you can't do that much more to your food. Like, you can't keep on changing your food all the time. Like, it, it, it will completely wear you out. And if, and if you enjoy growing the business and growing a team and growing something that you really believe in, then getting bricks and mortar is the ultimate thing for that. And I was like, oh, yeah, OK. So that's how sort of I ended up deciding that that was the path. That, but it took a long time. You know, we were going like seven years before we opened Kingley Court. So... We didn't do it like massively quickly. Thanks for listening to that Service Please Snack. Please like, share, comment, do whatever you feel is necessary. It means a lot. Till next time, Service Please with Josh Patterson.